Whatever Wednesday, welcome. What's going on? Hey, bro. Yeah, not much, man. Just uh, trying to process the uh, the shock that the whole of New Zealand is trying to process the shootings on Friday at the mosques. Mm, yeah, man. Well, that is. Um, <laughs> yeah, we did a. Uh, well, I did one alone on Monday. Um, just, yeah. just kind of saying, I'd, I'd done a few uh, sessions on Islam, and uh, you know, just took them down. You know, just realizing, man, this is crazy. That's this has never happened in New Zealand before. Uh, we're gonna have all sorts of frenzied sort of thoughts about this, and um, I don't want to contribute to any chaos at all. And uh, instead, spoke about, you know, just kind of, you know, two kingdom stuff. Really, just uh, common grace and how we, how we can rightly process and and um, and think about, you know, actually reaching out to the religion that would otherwise be opposed to us, uh, wanting to defend the right of those who oppose us. Um, yeah. All those things are, are legitimate in the common grace kingdom and an important bit of theology. But yeah, so what else have you been processing? Well, uh, I've, I've just been trying to read everything I can find online. Just, um, you know, being a pastor, I'm also trying to prepare a sort of a sermon, uh, trying to help my own people think through what a Christian response looks like. Hmm. to this sort of scenario and uh, I suppose on the one hand I'm just really frustrated and I'm seeing just a deep need for a biblically minded response Yeah, uh, just a couple of the things that are really getting my goat as it were um, this particular individual who did the shooting was of course uh, subscribed to certain types of ideologies one mm-hmm. of them was white supremacy um, in its particular form he saw Islam taking over parts of Europe and Australia and uh, he wanted to try and open the issue up for New Zealand so that it wouldn't go the same way. Mm. And um, as I've been reading the newspaper articles, it's just amazing how you know people who have made this one of their political issues are just using this to poke the other side in the eye. And if you dare poke back, you know you're against the Muslims. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I suppose that's one of the first. I mean, it's unfortunately one of the first thoughts that that flashed across my mind. I was like, well, you know, I mean, there's the deep tragedy of what's going on, and you want to just deal with that in a vacuum. You know, that would be the ideal, just to mourn over the thing itself. But yeah, you yeah. can't help but think of you know, in a politically correct atmosphere and, and a religiously intense atmosphere. I mean, like, how does this even work now? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, my, I suppose what I'm going to be looking at on Sunday is, um, you know, what we should be thinking about God, what mm-hmm. we should be thinking about the victims, and what we should be thinking about the shooter, just in light of what the Bible teaches us about God and the gospel. Mm. Yeah, good you know? thoughts. Yeah. God is sovereign. He is in control. He mm. is on the throne. Yes, this was part of his will mm-hmm. in the permissive sense that we understand most evil to. Uh, be part of his will. Mm-hmm. Uh, the victims, um, although they are, are are of an antithetical belief, are still to be loved and cared for and to be prayed for, yet without compromise. Mm-hmm. Did you see the comment um, by the, uh, I think it was the Archbishop of the of Christchurch oh, in no. the Anglican Church? No, I didn't. So basically he was talking about, you know, how we need to stand with our Muslim uh, brothers. Oh, and okay, sisters. yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's one of the, one of the instincts is you know I found New Zealand to be an incredibly compassionate people. Yeah. You know, uh, we found that with Gloravel, as soon as there's anyone who has a real need, you know, they're they're, they're a tender people. They're gentle. They're tender. They're ready to give, mm. and just profound acts of generosity. Mm. You know, a credit to them that way. Mm-hmm. But um, what I found is that it's you know, there's just such a, a deep desire to have pity and compassion that, that often the truth just gets lost in the process. Totally. Well, what I said was on Monday, uh, at least, uh, you know, there there was, um, I think it exposes the, the liberalism of the Christianity in New Zealand, that's for sure. In, yeah. In that you have, at one level, just this wave of sentimentalism, you know, kicking in and, and, you know, fair enough. I mean, I get it. I get that, you know, people, especially of the sentimental variety, are just going to let, let, let the whole thing flow at this point. And you know what? That's okay. Whatever. But I suppose the more, the more uh, irksome bit is when that comes across in the name of some authoritative religious figure who is supposed to be on your team and that sort of thing. And uh, yeah, the, the, the theology, I mean, especially with liberal theology, you've got, you know, let's ditch the cross, let's ditch any exclusivity let's ditch anything that makes christianity christianity and uh let's go with with the brotherhood of man and uh you know the fatherhood of god pretty much and 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 even that you know is so depersonalized and so you you end up with um yeah just them really kicking into gear making use of that theology in the name of christianity which is um yeah it it does it it is irksome now the thing is and, and kind of what i said on monday was like you know, I'm not against reaching out and understanding people made in the image of God, and and uh, you know, th- there is a unity in the brotherhood of man at that level. But uh, yeah, I mean, you got to be careful with what you say, and, and you know, I don't only see it with liberal Christians. I see it with otherwise conservative Christians who feel that there aren't no, aren't any categories for common grace. Um, and so they feel like either they've got to just deny the humanity yeah. of, 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 of a Muslim person or, you know, and and, uh, and they won't do that. So they'll let sentimentality rule the day. And so they yeah. feel like it's these two choices that they have. And and hey, look, at the end of the day, let's put our religion down for a while and let's let's just be friends, you know. And, yeah. you know, again, you get the heart behind that. But, you know, it's just it's just misguided. I, uh, I had an opportunity today to talk to a retired liberal Methodist minister. Mm-hmm. So I said to him, you know, you're a Kiwi, you know, how are you processing this? Mm-hmm. And he said a few thoughts, but one of the ones that he sort of led with was, you know, um, Islam is one of the three Abrahamic religions, you know, nice. Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. Yeah. So, you know, we, we, sh- we should all just be getting together and showing our unity. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, well, that's exactly I found that the problem. Well, in one of the newspaper articles, it's mm. one of the exceptions. Mm. That is the problem right there, because it's it's proceeding on a theological basis that's deeply incorrect, you know, and um, and yeah. there there are better theology, you know, trains of thought at that point, you know, you you don't have to go liberal to do that. That's the that's the bottom line, and um, yeah, I mean, just to I mean, it's a powerful thing to 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 conf- I mean, we are indeed bound together with every other person living in this world. We are citizens of this world. We are uh, created in the image of God with everyone, no matter who they are. Um, yeah. And you know it's time for that sort of thing to to shine and and yeah it's just it's it, you do just see the um yeah just the break the the weak points of everyone's theology just kind of move through and then the other one that you mentioned was um, the sovereignty of God that's kind of what I ended up by providence preaching on um, you know ironically um, the the whole um, reality of Joseph and Egypt and just the sovereignty of God over even the Egyptians and whatnot and it's just um, 
There's just a, I think, a very important thing that needs to happen with the doctrine of the sovereignty of God when things like this happen, in that yeah. you have to, you have to. I mean, firstly, was God sovereign over this? The answer is always yes. Of course. Um, and was he good? Was he good? And was he powerful? Of course. Yes, he was. How, why? How? For reasons unknown to us, but sufficient to himself. And you know, at the yeah. end of the day, you know, the, this is the bottom line. You know, and and it's our only hope and comfort at this point. And um, and so to confess those truths rather than steer away from them, which is another weakness you see in in theology at this point, that you know people want to reduce God in order to feel like they can keep God, they need to get him right off the throne as if he had no power to stop this. And yeah. um, and you know that's just a illegitimate approach. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I was chatting uh, chatting with another Christian, and they were saying they're not quite sure how to process it because you know. Um, there are militant forms of Islam all over the world. They do have an agenda to try and take over countries through having lots of children. Mm. You know, this, the way that New Zealand is acting now is just going to be throwing the doors wide open and there's going to be an over-accommodation to, you know, the Muslims are going to ask for anything and they're going to be given it. Mm-hmm. And uh, my response went something like this. Well, let's take a worst-case scenario. Let's say that's exactly what happens, mm-hmm. that New Zealand becomes a Muslim country. It doesn't change anything about the way that we're supposed to witness because this is not our home. Yeah, this is not our hope. Our response to the situation shouldn't be driven by an attempt to try and hold onto the peace that we've been experiencing. That's a gift of God, which which may be taken away. Yeah, and, uh, we do have to have a hope that's based in the new creation, not in this life, and so that should shape our response. Hmm. And I'll never forget um one of the. One of the little bits of advice, I suppose, that um, Jim Renihan gave to—it um, was on a—I think it was on his a graduation speech or something, you know, for the students. And I can't remember exactly what the context was, but I remember it struck me. He was—he um, was just saying, "Listen, you know, when you you guys are graduating in uh, a time that is very different to when I graduated and went into ministry, and um, and you know, you've got you got things really going on and a lot of uncertainty and." And um, it's it's difficult. It's it's definitely difficult. You've got things like postmodernism denying truth itself. You've got uh, fundamentalism taking new forms. You've got all sorts of crazy things. Um, but the one thing that just hasn't changed between when I graduated and when you graduated is that God is is sovereign and Jesus is on the throne and everything's going according to plan. And yep. uh, you know, and what you said is exactly right. Like, don't let the seminary comfort get you into this weird sort of American dream vibe where you, you sort of are, are pursuing comfort or, or, or some sort of, um, you know, vocation in a Christian nation. Uh, that's, that's never the goal. So um, I think, yeah, I mean, I think exactly, I would have answered exactly the same way. I mean, the yeah, reality is, um, yeah. Yeah. Just, you want to say something, Kevin? No, just from a Christian perspective, that's definitely true. I mean, I suppose there are some further nuances for a Christian in politics or a Christian in, you know, in a position of influence as they think about the logistics, you know, and, and they would have to approach that from the discipline of their sphere of influence, you know. Um, but yeah, it's coming at it from a theological standpoint, I mean, absolutely, from, from at least a Christian's perspective in the world, uh, 100%. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so just in terms of what's shaping the response, on the one hand, we've got the liberal Christian response, which is sort of the heritage of uh, an older thinking in New Zealand. Mm. And then there's the new influence that's shaping the response, and that's the um, the social media bullying, yeah. not to be politically incorrect. Mm. So there's a, a fearfulness to 
to sort of stand up for truth, to make your convictions known, to, yeah. to talk about Christ while also showing love. And so it's, it's almost, it's, it's an overemphasis on love with no mention of Christian convictions and the differences between the two religions mm. because of this, this bullying, mm-hmm. which is in the air. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. much. And yeah. I suppose as, Christians, as Christians, we need to recognize that our primary goal is witness. Yeah, um, and we we can't be intimidated out of that. Uh, to love them the best is not merely to have compassion, to pray for them, to have pity, to commiserate, to support them as much as we can, which which we should do, as we love them as our neighbours mm. and love them as our enemies. Mm. But to, to love them in the best way, we also need to pray that they will come to know Christ through the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and speak about Christ and and um, take every opportunity to do that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think. You know, the, the issue of witness is so key, and, you know, it, it is important that we don't mess it up. I mean, we do have to be shrewd, and we do have to be wise, and we do have to be mindful yeah. of the context. And so, that, you know, there is a right time to come out gung-ho with something and a wrong time to do it. And, <laughs> and, and you know, all of that sort of, you know, I think needs to be assumed uh, at some level. But, but with those assumptions in place... Um, you know, yeah, I mean, like to, to say the wrong thing at, at crucial times and just jump in with sentimentality or, you know, just, just give an incorrect impression about what Christianity stands for. It's, it's damaging. It's bad. We shouldn't do that yeah. either. And we need to watch ourselves. And yeah, you're right. I mean, like a lot of the times we capitulate to the pressure of whatever is going on. And, you know, you, you don't want to be the odd one out saying, hey, actually, guys, um, don't know if we can say that um, because, you know, you're going to get slaughtered, you know, at, at some level. But uh, we have to. We have to do that. We have to be willing to to do that if necessary and wise. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know the the whole um, thing. I thought as well, and and perhaps just on that very point, is that w- w- this might have an implication in New Zealand even further. I think that that um, now any kind of religious extreme stance. Well, what is, let me put it this way, what's deemed as an extreme response uh, or stance is going to be, you know, hit harder than it ever was before. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, concerning, of course, you know. You know you've got some complete whack. Yeah. Will yeah. conservative Christianity be put on that list? That's the, that's the million-dollar question, you know, because, I mean, already, uh, obviously, with the whole, um, you know, uh, uh you know, transgender, uh, just whatever, you know, you've got all, all these sort of streams moving in, in, in one direction and Christianity being the, the thorn in the flesh, so to speak, you know, just, just kind of always there uh, at the verge of being called hate speech, if not even, got, uh, you know, uh, having crossed that line a long time ago already. But yeah, this might just be that extra catalyst in a, in a soup of, of confusion that, that, um, yeah. that brings about a, a, a wave of, I don't know, I suppose you could just you know, call it persecution at some level, maybe a wave of reviling followed by persecution. But but it's it's certainly on the radar for me as I think about it. Mm, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, so good. I mean, how have people in uh, South Island been dealing with this? I mean, what's what's the general sort of... Uh, I think there's just a lot of... Uh, there's a groundswell of support. Okay. Um, and amongst, even amongst Christians, there's been um, vigils, people getting together and just praying and having moments of silence. Right. Um, <clears throat> there's fundraisers, there's all sorts of things going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. I was talking uh, to a guy last night. He was saying, um, 
it, and this I thought was good. You know, this is, uh, this is I think, maybe something that even a, I mean, probably this would be different again, <laughs> South Island, North Island, I don't know. But, um, you know, with the gun laws, um, uh, <laughs> you see that um, he was just saying, like, people are just volunteering their guns. You know, they're just going in and saying, you know what, I don't even want it. I don't want the semi-automatic anymore. You take it. And, um, and it's a good way to, you know, I, I just think as a Christian, wherever you can, you know, you can you can go ahead and go above the law, uh, or not above the law, but beyond the law, beyond the requirements. Get there first, as it were. Um, you know, if if it's something that's that's not you're not willing to, it's not, it's not a thing that you're willing to make a big heel out of, or um, you know, you just go ahead and you you show with even an excessive uh, willingness. Um, you know, you know what's worrying me about that response? What's that? So the media is the Pied Piper that's calling the tune. Mm-hmm. And they have set the agenda. They have they have <clears throat> determined that public displays of self humiliation, public displays of unity, public displays of shaming, are the arena within which we now have to play. Mm. And in one sense, I want to resist that trend. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. So to put on show the fact that we're all standing together as Christians for Muslims, or to put on show that we're all, all Christians giving up their guns, hmm. to me that's it's almost like we lost the battle there. Who called that tune? Right. Who would um, you have called that? Who would you ideally have? Well, I think there's just a way in which news and information is shared today, which hmm. if you don't subscribe and you don't conform, you know you're the you're the politically incorrect one. Hmm. Totally. And, um, I think I think we need to call that out. I think mm. that's that's an unhealthy culture that needs mm. to be called out. Yeah, no, fair enough. And that kind of fits in with what we were saying earlier with the general sort of bullying thing. Um, but I think um, you know, perhaps what I was getting at there is more, you know, you as a personal sort of individual now, you you have to assess. I mean, yeah, that's one example. Maybe it's not the best one, but you have to look at what um, what the range of options are and. Um, you know, how can you show good faith, as it were? How can you, how can you really maximize your theology? So that's why common grace comes to mind for me. In that, you know, yeah. uh, I don't have a weakness there. I have a strength. You know, I, I am able to show an immense unity with without being in any way compromised in my theology. I need to play on that. I need to use that at this point. Um, you know, maybe it's it's more a time for me to do that than it is a time, to, you know, to get all, uh, you know, street preacher on them, you know. And and the reality is that that sort of thing is what everyone needs to be thinking about now. And, and I think everyone's context is going to look a little bit different. Like, I don't even have a gun, and I don't even know anyone that has a gun. So, you know, it's not even like a thing for me. But, but uh, you know, maybe it would be, you know, in the South Island. I you guys have more guns altogether. Um, yeah, you guns. Yeah, like a little mini uh, mini America over there. Um, but, uh, yeah, whatever it is, you know, like it, it might just be that there are a few mosques in town or something. Uh, and, again, I think you guys outnumber us on that one. So, it, you know, you just have to look at the whole thing and go, what is the angle that that I can use um, and, and be shrewd, be shrewd and be helpful. Uh, and, and so that when it comes to that thing you are willing to stand for, yeah. uh, you know, you, you've done everything you can to be as helpful as possible and you you, you can stand in peace that, you know, this is a hill I'm going to die on. Amen. You know? Yeah, no, that yeah, sounds good. Totally. Well, anyways, I suppose that's good for just some um, further thoughts about that. I mean, that's, that's definitely the whatever Wednesday topic that we need to be looking at for sure. Um, and I suppose we'll weave that in into many different thoughts along the way. I mean, I imagine that's going to sort of be stamped on our consciousness for a while. Um, 
and uh, is not going anywhere in New Zealand thought um, for a while. It's going to be kind of the 9-11, I suppose, um, you know, if, if that's anything to go by. It's going yeah, to be New Zealand's darkest day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's interesting also coming at it, we were talking earlier about coming at it from a South African perspective in that, um, you know, it, it, you just feel the smallness and, and uh, safety that New Zealanders otherwise have experienced, mm. you know, uh, and, and how rattled every, I mean, certainly there's, there's due cause to be rattled. So let me not understate that. But, um, yeah, I suppose you do get a little bit desensitized to violence, <laughs> you know, having been, uh, you know, grown up in South Africa. and 19,000 murders a year. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just part of the day, you know. And, and so, yeah, to times like this, you, I personally really feel my, well, I'm not in my... Not in the country I grew up in, um, and this is this is this is how you know this is a more more human response in in every way, um, and you know it's it's something that I, I've been challenged in personally on that regard. I, I went to primary school with a girl whose mother had got blow, blown up with a bomb, and yeah. but her mother's body was all over her. She, I think she was six years old. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. those kinds of stories are you know not 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 too rare. You know, and I suppose a lot of South Africans in New Zealand as a result. But again, the thing is, like, we don't we don't want that. I mean, we don't want no, that here no. now. You know, so yeah, I mean, it's almost coming at it from a slightly different angle. In that, come on, you know, New Zealand is it's like the little it's close as you're going to get to Eden. Well, the, <laughs> those know? South Africans who've come here will re, because they've come here for the safety will really feel it because yeah, that's true. There is there is no escape from sin. We are in a fallen world, and this, yeah. there is a serpent in paradise. Yeah. That's such a good point, and actually a very good point to, to, to consider. I mean, yeah, that's right. You, I mean, look, there is a wisdom in moving countries and trying to get where you can and taking the opportunity where it is, but, but yeah, I mean, like, you, we can't get away from the fall, and things like this just are glaring to prove that to us. Um, all right, man, let's cut it off on uh, uh, at that, and um, we'll pick it up tomorrow, Thursday Theology. Cheers. Cheers.